Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It's considered to be one of the greatest pieces of literature ever written, Shakespeare's perfect tragedy, an exploration into the human psyche and how we grapple with loss and want and betrayal. Dozens and dozens of actors have climbed into the role to disappear into the mental abyss that is the Prince of Denmark. I'm like, it's fine, I guess. Greetings and welcome to Fuckboys of Literature. I'm your host, Emily Edwards. What can I say that hasn't already been said about Hamlet? Not much, obviously. It's far from being an approachable text, but it's familiar to just about everyone in Western civilization. The story beats and the textural turns are all known to us, but we can finally go on record to say that we're just glad Hamlet Jr. was never king. With me today is writer and author of Dead Blondes and Bad Mothers, Sadie Doyle. How the hell are you? I am so well. How are you? Very, very, very good. Thank you so much for doing this. I have been a longtime fan of your writing, so it is like it's such a coup to get you on the show. I really, <laughs> really, really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you very much for that. I don't know if I'm anybody else's idea of a coup, but I'm very honored that I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the people who listen, they know who you are, not to put too much pressure on you. And I am so excited that we are going to be talking about a text that has been suggested and longed for by my listeners since I started last year. Everybody always says, when are you going to do Hamlet? And we are finally getting down to Danish business. Yes. Yes. I'm really, I'm happy about this. I'm happy that I get to be the person who breaks the news about Hamlet because there are two things, you know, we all have our, our things that set us off. There are two things that set me off in a man and one of them self pity. And the other is problems with his mother. And I Uh have a wealth of them. There's, there's just everything I dislike about a person is, is here. And perhaps summed up. Yeah. What's, what's considered by some to be the greatest tragedy in Western literature I submit to you is just the tale of a big old jackass. <laughs> Before we get too into this, I often like to ask guests if you had to put a very loose definition on what a, a fuckboy or a literary fuckboy would be, how would how would you define it? I use fuckboy almost entirely in the pejorative because I've kind of been with the same person for 10 years. I don't really mm-hmm. have that thing of like the guy that comes over and you bone and then you're like, why did I do that? It's more yeah. like he's like emotionally and cerebrally that guy. 
where he comes yes. over and he stars in a tragedy for three hours and you're like, that was bad. Why did I do that? Um, <laughs> I did kind of forget that Hamlet is really fucking long. Like it is yeah. the longest Shakespeare play. And so I started it. I had to read Paradise Lost for last week's episode and I didn't really leave myself that much time to get through Hamlet. Whoops. And then I was like, oh, oh shit, this is like three, four hours of cramming through another buffet of truly yutzy Shakespearean characters. <laughs> right. And I mean, I do not mean to underrate the value of the play itself, which of course is, you know, got a sweeping grandeur to it and a deep sadness and has added so much to just our language. Half the aphorisms you've heard in your life are derived at some point from this play but yeah specifically I, this play <laughs> yeah it it is the case that as i believe urban dictionary defines it i consider a fuckboy to be a weak and contemptible man and i consider yes. hamlet's key problem to be that he is the whiniest dude in Denmark, if not in the world. Like, that's the entire thing is that he cannot get anything done. His great tragedy is that he dies because his en his enemies have time to, like, successfully plot against and eliminate him. Literally, why <laughs> while he's whining. They bring <laughs> in people from Germany. They have enough time to get a supporting cast of people into Denmark in exactly. order to plot against him. And They're he's like, just like, how long has it been? And eh, like two months. And then it's just like, dude, take yeah. action. It is. It's like literally there are like four or five different plots to assassinate Hamlet. Uh -huh. over the course of this play and it's just like if one fails they always have time to put together another one because he's like well i wanted to kill my stepdad but then i didn't and i'm not sure i don't know rosecrans and gildenstern what do you think i should do uh, it's just like it's so much just it's like sitting and thinking about his feelings and that's in between just like really graphic detailed talking about his mom's sex life like yeah. Hamlet spends more time than anyone should spend thinking about what it's like to have sex with his mom yeah it's a you lot know? it's it's yeah. several several lengthy page long or multiple page long like pining thinking about what a whore his mom is and you're like buddy You've been raised in court and you've been raised amongst like an education to teach you to how to be a prince. And you know that there's things like power vacuums and like your mom has to do some machinations in order to like have Denmark not topple. And he's just like, mm -mm, mom's a slut. Like, oh my God, it just never stops. Yeah. Okay. Like, let us just like revisit parts of the text. Yeah. You know, nay, but to live in the rank sweat of an inseamed bed, stewed in corruption, honeying and making love over the nasty sty, like this is his mother that yeah. he's talking not only at, but to. Like he yes. spends more time angry at his mother's sexual autonomy and the idea that mm -hmm. she might have experienced desire at some point in her life for someone who's not his dad, you know, yeah. and like, let's consider that this is. Elden times and you know Gertrude was probably married <laughs> off at 14 to some you know dude yeah, and told to make an heir dude. Yeah. yeah 
<laughs> like let and, Gertrude and, and, get laid for once in her and, life let her get laid you exactly. Know? And it's especially well known, you know, I was reading a biography about Marie Antoinette and like royalty knows that they are not marrying for love. That is not the goal of royal marriages. So if your dad is king of Denmark, you know, your mom wasn't marrying because she was in love with him. He was marrying her because she was also a relatively nor a royal birth and they could pop out you like that's the point. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that's like the whole point of the, you know, the Ophelia plot, where like Ophelia yeah. is once again, women's sexual autonomy in this play is just like relentlessly pooped on. But <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> like the whole... only narrative you get is that like Ophelia goes crazy and kills herself. And you're like, that's what I know about Ophelia. And then you realize like, it's actually because like her dad and brother are fucking obsessed with her virginity. Yeah. And you feel like there's a level of social realism there where like, it's your job because, you know, if you're in the king's court, obviously the prince gets to sleep with whoever he wants to. And obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, that girl then gets shunted off onto a different sort of career track where like she can't ever be you know, married off herself. Or if she is, it's kind of just like hide her. Like you get the sense that they're being protective of her for a legitimate reason but you know it's just like every staging of the play I've ever watched is just like and she did have sex with him and that's why (laughs) she went insane when he didn't love her anymore you know it's um like Gertrude's wanting something other than her arranged marriage you know picking a different guy to be with is just like that's the reason that you know Hamlet yells at her you know it's and eventually why everyone dies in the end right right like and it's you know but like he knows the rules of the game he he understands that women aren't allowed to want what they want he's just also fine with it because none of it can ever possibly be more important than his like very uncomfortable (laughs) yeah Yeah. very uncomfortable fixation on who his mom is allowed to like pop a boner for it's It's so heartbreaking to me that just the the scenes that are played for comedy too are all about how ophelia after she died she shouldn't be getting a christian burial and it's all these like the the clowns are the the gentlemen who are the grave diggers and that leads to you know alas poor yorick and all that but it's like the the conversation between the two grave diggers is the funny bit and they're talking (laughs) about how ophelia is like you know besmirched because she she technically took her own life and then also because she totally fucked hamlet Mm -hmm. and it's just like and you're like oh god the one young female in this whole play and her death is treated (laughs) as the comedic bit Mm -hmm. yeah it's and it's definitely like um i watched before coming on here like i read this but i also watched some stagings i watched the 2000 ethan hawk hamlet i don't know why i did that but it's, um, there's definitely like this intense moment at the end like right before Laertes kills him when he just like he technically doesn't know that Laertes is, has a scheme in place but he's just like mm-hmm. consider that I have shot the arrow over my house and hurt my brother like he's just like I've been going through something call it madness what I've been going through and Laertes is literally like he just doesn't answer he's just like you know what my whole family died 
while yeah. you were working through your personal like nine inch nails lyrics in your head. <laughs> you know, like you've been you know, Body. going through the downward spiral and my entire family has been murdered over the course of this play. Yeah. It might not actually matter what your feelings are, Hamlet. Exactly. I really the tragedy I respect does not lie in you, buddy. You know, at a certain point, you're like, when Laertes is introduced, he's Ophelia's mm-hmm. brother and Polonius' son. And the first thing Laertes says in the play is essentially like, hey, don't go slutting it up, sister, while I go to Paris. And you're just like, oh, you're probably not a good guy. And no. then later on in the play, it's revealed that like everybody's just working against him. His father is creating like this whole plot to like undo his, uh, you know, um, reputation in Paris. So he'll just come back to Denmark. And it's like, man, Laertes can't catch a break. And then everybody dies. Everybody dies. But I do feel that strongly that like Laertes gets the shaft harder than most people outside of maybe Mm -hmm. Gertrude, you know? But um... poor Gertrude. Poor Gertrude. I really do feel badly for her. It's like, uh, you know, your your husband goes off to war and he's been at war with Norway for like a bajillion years. He dies while in a duel with the king of Norway. And you're just like, okay, I'm a widow. Shit, 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 shit. What am I supposed to do? Your son is like at school. I, I was getting the impression from the play that like Hamlet was supposed to be like 17 and not like 35. No, he's like 30. He's, played. <laughs> he's a oh, okay. 30-year-old student. He's, okay, so he's still at school yeah. at 30. He's Okey-dokey. definitely like, yeah, he's, he's had okay. his gap year and his other gap year and like, yeah. <laughs> he's to be royal. <laughs> yeah, Hamlet is a little bit, there's a level of Buster Bluth in Hamlet. Yes. Where he comes back and he's like, these are my prizes, mother, from ARMY. You know, like <laughs> the perfect it's... way to describe him. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like move out of your mom's house or like take the throne. Like, yeah. why are you not king? <laughs> There's no reason. <laughs> did the like? I'm like, did the date? I need to Google this while I'm sitting in front of my computer. Like, did the Danes have rules that you couldn't become king until you were 45? Like, I don't understand why yeah. when the dad well, Hamlet dies, why young Hamlet isn't just king and why Claudius is allowed to marry the mom and step on in. Exactly. And there's like the implication that they're like, aside from all the like very brooding internal, like, oh, my father was so great. And oh, it's yeah. Not, and even six months, everyone will have forgotten him. Aside from that, there's just like the implication that Hamlet is a little bit pissed that it's not him, that like yeah. somehow his uncle just got to like zoom on in immediately yeah, exactly. cut the line you know, like so like there's there's definitely an implication that hamlet has pet petty reasons to be this upset like 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 most people my first introduction to the plot of hamlet was the lion king and Mm -hmm. so i'm thinking like hamlet must beat feet out of town or something like that pull a full simba and he doesn't he mostly stays in elsinore until rosencrantz and guildenstern are brought in by claudius to kind of like kidnap him to england like there's no real reason why he just doesn't go like hey by the way danish people i'm your king it just no he just just, mopes about it 
he's got like a lot of clever schemes that don't involve killing Claudius in any way. Like I know I'll get a bunch of clowns. I'll get a community yeah. theater troupe and we'll put on a play. And if you seem like you don't like the play, then I'll know that you yeah. killed my dad. You know, I'll guilt know. people with bad theater. Like that's <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> Especially because no. his, his henchmen explained to him that like the clowns are not very good. <laughs> He's like, perfect. That just adds a layer of subtlety to my plot. It really is. It's like he got like people from the local college theater department who were doing rent yeah. to be like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then he's like, what if I slip a line in there mm-hmm. to let Claudius know, I know he killed my dad. And Claudius is just like, good show. And leaves. <laughs> you had to watch your kid's school play right yeah like he could he could also he could be leaving because of his guilt or he could be leaving because he's like realizing that being a stepdad is even worse than being an uncle Especially to your like step 30 year old 15 year old and Gertrude's just like just do something that's not this <laughs> please just go you seem to really like the hot chick who's not really of your class i'm fine with it just go yeah. and entertain ophelia that's fine i consent and she's just like could you please just stop plotting against my husband <laughs> <laughs> and Hamlet would just go no <laughs> no no not gonna happen yeah and then everybody just turns around and goes, okay, he must be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen so many, like, so many acts dedicated to trying to find ways to prove that your main character is just, like, nuts. Yeah. And it's also just, like, consider that we spend, you know, the entire play revolving around the question of like how stable is Hamlet and again it's you know it's very well done and it prefigures Mm -hmm. a lot of literature around unreliable narrators where like if you bust into your mom's room and start graphically describing her sex life and then insist that her dead husband is right in front of you and she can't see him like yeah there are definitely cues that like yeah Hamlet is unstable but Hamlet's grounds for this (laughs) And And then you stab the curtain and kill one of your courtiers. Exactly. Exactly. Like there's, there's definitely a turn where you're like, okay, so this kid is not, you know, there's a reason that he hasn't accomplished much at 30. But, um, but the thing is, is like, he's got corroborating witnesses. There are other people who have seen his father's ghost, but he pulls the very chump move of having them promise by death do not tell anyone. So it's like, buddy, you have Horatio in your back pocket. Just why aren't you using it? And that's not really ever explained. Because that would distract from the drama of the play, which is Hamlet giving 47 speeches about how he's, you know, <laughs> he's not feeling you know, well. It's <laughs> a lot. I, just in case you are one of the people like me who made it through high school without having to read this, it is so so many soliloquies of him explaining his feelings and they don't really accomplish anything aside from just saying I'm really really mad about this no and I mean it really is just like you know 
it's just like there's maybe 15 minutes of uninterrupted action and scheming and politics and murder and then it's just like the whole plot slows down and you hear like the strumming of a ukulele and like I yes, exactly do you see if I could feel like he could just you know it's really it's 100% just like whiny mopey there's like such Jordan Catalano energy coming off Hamlet at all times. It's, and then it's, <laughs> the best part is, is when you go and you look up actors who have played Hamlet, like notably, and it's it's supposed to be like the most serious role for men to play. And it's just like kind of every shitty douchebag actor you've ever imagined. And it's like, wow, you really... Ooh, let's, yeah, that's a type. Let's give this, yeah, Ethan Hawke. Mm -hmm. uh, we got Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh, Branagh. Mel Gibson. Mel, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say David Tennant and Riz Ahmed. I would give you, Riz Ahmed Hamlet, I would watch. I'd watch the heck out Absolutely. of Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'd, I would rather watch a David Tennant Macbeth than a David yeah. Tennant Hamlet, personally. Um, I know that Benedict Cumberbatch has done it, too. Oh, God, please like, spare me. Don't, I'm, not a Cumber, I'm not a Cumberbatch person. That's, like, the ultimate Cumberbatch, too. It's just, like, him being, like, very tall with a deep voice being sad all the time. Yeah, exactly, I... and just chewing some damn scenery. It's <laughs> so hard, and it's just... I, you know, I looking at this list, I forgot that they had done a sort of gender-flipped Hamlet um, mm -hmm. with a couple years ago. Apparently a woman named Maxine Peake, who is a British uh, actress, stage actress, she well, did a Hamlet Maxine. as well, which I can't fathom how the Ophelia and Gertrude storylines would play out in something that was gender-flipped. Well, yeah. And this is my key Ugh. contention. Like, I'm not just trying to be caustic. I think that, like, it, there's something in Hamlet that has always bugged me about the way that we portray men's and women's mental health, respectively. Because mm -hmm. by the end of this play, Gertrude's suicidal. Yeah. Um, Ophelia has already had a psychotic break and killed herself possibly accidentally. Those mm -hmm. women are, like, Ophelia gets to be sort of Virtuous and sad and virtuous and sad and virtuous and sad and sad and dead. You know, yes. she's just crazy. That's it. Hamlet's yeah. journey, his internal journey, his internal torment. It's not that I object to it being given weight. It's that I object to it being given so much more weight than mm -hmm. all of the women in, you know, the in the play. Because I think that this goes to something that, keeps happening in the way that we tell stories and it keeps happening in Western society. We're like, if a man is going through a hard time, we humanize him and we look for exactly. his meanings and we look for his motives and we wait for him to give us the 45 minute speech about whether or not he's going to exactly. kill himself, you know, and a woman is just yeah. like, well, she's crazy, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. off with her. She's done. <laughs> You know? Exactly. It's the, you know, and, and Shakespeare, as I've been reading more for this show, as someone who, again, did not have a particularly good K through 12 education, mm. I, you know, I get, have been able to glean more nuance out of Shakespeare as I've gotten older, the more sociological um, commentary that he does. We did uh, The Tempest earlier in this season, and that is just a play that just knocked my socks off. And for some reason, Hamlet doesn't seem to have 
his usual level of nuance, it, it, or at least that's just me. Of like, it is a story about a man with inner demons, but now four or five hundred years later, that is just so boring to me. Just like one man's internal demons is not enough to base a story on. It's just boring. I don't care. Like just. Your his selfishness would not be enough for me to sit through a four hour play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's maybe the that's because I'm uncultured swine. Like it can't <laughs> be. I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is something that um, that the internet is giving us in error, but there are men listed here as having been Ophelia's. I'm going to double check yeah. this information because I want to make sure that I'm George not... McKay. Yeah. Is... And I'm wondering, Oh I'm no, he's on a young. television show called Ophelia. Oh, okay. It's a reimagining of Hamlet told from Ophelia's perspective, you know? So ugh. that sounds interesting. -ish. Hey, potentially, potentially, you know, I really hope that it's not just, you know, like, Oh, my boyfriend's you know, bad and tortured. Yeah. But, because, um, <laughs> there was an interesting part at the end of the play before Ophelia offs and mysteriously drowns where she's getting sort of harangued by everybody of just saying like, well, if you want to be Hamlet's bride, like, you know, I hope you're still a virgin and things like that. And she basically tells everybody like that ship has sailed, buddy. Like, this is why I'm actually so hung up on Hamlet because, you know, we had an agreement of he comes to my rooms, I'm going to marry him. This is fine. And I thought that that in it's I thought that was a very bold thing to say because normally Shakespeare dances around those things. Like in Midsummer Night's Dream, they just happen to, quote, fall asleep, you know, next to one another. It's usually a little more euphemistic. But in this, Ophelia stops just short of saying, like, we boned and that's why I'm super upset. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's I definitely like it's always there in the mad scene that she's singing, you know, songs about women who have disastrously lost their virginities. Mm -hmm. And and it is again, it's this idea that like a man can be driven to madness by his own ambition. Hamlet says over and over that he's very ambitious. Mm -hmm. He can be driven to madness by his weird psychosexual stuff with his mother. He can be driven to yeah. madness, you know, by grief. With Ophelia, mm -hmm. it's basically like someone popped the seal and now she's done. Like the loss yeah, of her exactly. virtue. It always has to be at the root of a man for women. And yeah. Hamlet is allowed to have all of these conflicting plots and feelings. And the downfall of women in this play is just simply because they knew some no good nicks of the Hamlet family. And it's like, <laughs> that's... That's boring. That's that really just... is the case. You cannot hook up with any Hamlet. Like nope. none of none of the Hamlets are any good. Of the no three Elder Hamlet, have. Little Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, they're all bad. They're all no good nicks. Like they're no. all bad news. Just you should have married into a different royal family. Like that's the best you get for the women of this story. And that's just dull. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I think that you could like there is plausibly there's there's an arc for Ophelia where it's not just that like she had sex and he didn't like her back like he didn't text her back and now she's gonna throw herself yeah. in the river like potentially it's about realizing that her whole virtue 
uh, or her whole value in her society depended on exactly what it depended on in those days having sex with the right man at the right time after the right agreements had been struck between mm-hmm. male relatives and that she's yeah. lost her value and descended in the world that she's fatherless yeah. and brotherless and she's a woman undefended why am i doing shakespeare's work for him you yeah know, exactly why are you you know? Why are you doing like a dramaturge's work who is here to <laughs> give, you know, context to the play that you're seeing before you? And I can't, I have rarely heard of a staging of Hamlet where anybody other than Hamlet is given, uh, you know, something to chew on. Like, there's got to be a reason why Claudius did this aside from just having the hots for Gertrude. Like his brother was gone at war for a really long time and died in a duel with the King of Norway. There's a war happening uh, on the other side in Poland with the Norwegians and the Polish having a thing on your borders. You're not on great footing with the English for some reason. I didn't quite suss out and it's like okay so maybe Denmark actually needs a king and Claudius couldn't wait for his brother to actually do something and it's like no that's not in the text it's just Claudius kills elder Hamlet because he did yeah I mean you can write Mary's Gertrude but um I think like Gertrude this is we're recording this on Mother's Day Gertrude is a very potentially fun bad mother because she yeah. really is like she's in a loveless marriage. She does love her son. She does one mm-hmm, thing for herself, so. which is try to hook up with the guy she actually likes instead of the guy she's yeah. supposed to be with. She thinks that won't conflict with her being a loving mother to her son. Her son, being the little shit he is, makes sure. Yeah, says, oh, contraire. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, not in a million years, mother, will you be allowed to have this. <laughs> Sexual <laughs> autonomy? I don't think so. Let's kill half the kingdom. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, like, by the end of it, you know, she's tried to be a good mother, and she's tried to be a good woman, and she's tried to be her own person. And, like, none of those roles can be reconciled. I 100% just drink a poison goblet of wine. I'd be like, I'm noping yeah. out of this play. I know exactly. She's, like, watching... Her son get into a four funsies sword fight with a man who desperately wants to kill him. And she's already sort of come to an agreement with her second husband that her son probably needs to die. And so she's watching them sword fight. And, you know, she's just like "Eh," down the hatch and the secondary and like knocks herself out with the secondary means of killing her son. And it's absolutely like, there's this really sad beauty in it because she's just like, she just like drinks the poison that he's about to drink. And then is like, come here, let me wipe your face. Like she literally tries to do the spit on a napkin, wiping schmutz off in her last (laughs) minutes. It's so sad. It's it's actually unbelievably sad because I believe the line just before she kicks it is something along the lines of like, she's worried that Hamlet is going to die in this sword fight because he's fat and sweaty. And she's just (laughs) like, she's like, ah, shit, I really bet on the wrong horse on this one. Like my son is going to die because just like everything went wrong and then she just keels over in her throne and she she's also the only person who's shown any sadness over the fact that ophelia is dead she's just like oh no oh no this whole 
shitteroo took okay. the pretty young girl too. What am I supposed to do? And let's, oh God, I am going to read Queen Gertrude's last lines, which again are the saddest last lines of any mother ever. <laughs> and I strongly encourage you to imagine Lucille and Buster Bluth as I read this. <laughs> Our oh son shall win. And Gertrude says, he's fat and scant of breath. Here, Hamlet, take my napkin. Rub thy brows. The queen carouses to thy fortune, Hamlet. Like, she seriously <laughs> negs him and is just ne- like, yeah. my hideous failure of a son <laughs> cannot make it through this fencing match. You have Schmutz on your face. Get it off. I'm going to kill myself. Goodbye. And this is art. And this is transpiring after Hamlet has approached her in her bedroom and has basically been like, Why the fuck did you remarry again? You're so old. You can't even have kids or a sex life or like sexual desire. Like, what the fuck? And she's just like, And this is my progeny, everyone. And dies. <laughs> get every time I read a tragedy that like everyone dies at the end and then I remember just at the start of like the last act and I'm then I just get kind of like perversely excited to be like how are they gonna do it because <laughs> everyone's gonna die and it's gonna be sad more for them than it is for you <laughs> like there's no other way to describe it like by the end of Hamlet you're just kind of like I don't know about you but I was just kind of done with everybody yeah. aside from Rosencrantz and Guildenstern who died who got murdered off in England like I was just kind of done with everybody like good on you Fortinbras just come on in and lay waste everybody because <laughs> this is dumb again it's like Fortinbras hero- hero's journey is like yeah. he's been fighting this whole war to overtake Denmark and he finally gets there, you know, guns ablazing with his Black Hawk helicopters. And he's just like, oh, I see you've all killed each other. All right. <laughs> guess, yeah. I, I guess my work is done. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Poor Fortinbra. Like, you, your dad killed my dad. My dad killed your dad. We're both going to, like, run and gun and try to be kings of our respective, you know, kingdoms. Everything's going to be. Oh. All right. Sheath the sword, turn around and go home. Like, he doesn't even <laughs> want anything. Literally, he's, he's just, just like, like vengeance. He's like, finally, revenge for my father. Oh, God. It's just oh. like, too late. Everyone's dead. Horatio. Ah, oh, crap. Poor Horatio. Yeah. He's just like, he's got a rich friend from college. He's just yes. like, come home to my dad's place. We've got a great summer home. And like, yeah. Hamlet doesn't hang out with Horatio for most of this. At all. And when he does, it's 100% just about like killing and dying and stuff. You know? <laughs> it's like, first, let me show you the creepy ass ghost of my dad, which might drive you crazy or send you to hell. Cool. <laughs> That's our first night together. Then I'm going to ignore you for two months and you're going to clean up our bodies. 100%. Like Horatio came to this place thinking that there'd be a ski lodge and he was going to like, yeah get stoned or have port or whatever the heck people did you know and <laughs> there's gonna be better comedians and players than there were and there were yeah, like <laughs> and he's just like i have to sit through shitty theater yeah. and everyone i'm with dies exactly. oh crap rosencrantz and guildenstern i believe are their classmates it's like their roommates yes. from their dorm come by and then the next yeah, time he sees like- hamlet he's like i by the way maybe had your roommate killed 
I'm sorry about that. But... The best part is, is like at the end, my brain works entirely in like comedy plotting. So, you know, everyone's dead in this hall, except for Horatio, who's basically standing amongst this pile of dead noble bodies. <laughs> and in comes Fortinbras. And I can just imagine Horatio standing there like shrugging and being like, I- I, I don't know what happened. I was not in on any of this. No one told me what the itinerary was, and it ends in mass death. Yeah. Horatio, if I were, am I worried about taking the blame? Like, if somebody comes in and finds yeah. me in a room full of dead bodies, which include the most <laughs> powerful people in the country, and I'm like the only one left alive, and I'm kneeling over the prince's corpse. Like, my first thought is, like, this is the end of Get Out. Like, I'm going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's like, no way I'm going to be able to explain this. Horatio just kind of, like, looked around and was like, I'm going to go say in a farmer's croft, these people are nuts. They might try to poison everybody who lives here. Her, like, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were already sent on a ship with Hamlet never to return. Like, things are not safe here. I'm going to go back to college. Yeah. Um, yeah. Horatio is like, and let me speak to the yet unknowing world how these things came about. So shall you hear of carnal, bloody, and unnatural acts, of accidental judgments, casual slaughters, of deaths put on by funning and cunning and forced cause. And in this upshot, upshot here, purposes mistook. <laughs> Fallen on the inventor's reads. All this can I truly deliver. Like 100% Horatio, you sound like you killed them. Yes, just like, absolutely. Let me give you a quick upshot. Series, <laughs> series of misjudgments here. Things got out of hand. You know, it's, I mean, a lot of this was accidental. <laughs> There's they have no four way. noble dead people, and it's simply because of misunderstandings and things got out of hand. Yeah. You know, accidental judgments. Uh, purposes of respect. Like, I don't know. I don't know, buddy. Shakespeare was wild. <laughs> I couldn't imagine performing this in front of royalty and just being like, okay, so how we're going to describe the death of a king is things got out of hand. (laughs) That is ballsy. And it kind of, and unfortunately, like reading this by yourself, not seeing a performance of it in modern times, I, I, it's hard for me to take seriously, but then again, I have a podcast called Fuckboys of Literature and I don't take anything seriously. So I just I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for like the big finish and it did not disappoint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It absolutely but, yeah. Mm, no, but, by but, all means. Is an absolute fuckboy. He's I've really, never... really obsessed with women's bodies in a way that, like, even when he's like looking at the skull, he is like, "You go tell my lady, paint herself an inch thick. She'll be a skull in the end." Like, he's just like, he's literally just a guy mad that women wear makeup because it's not natural, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, even I... at his most whiny, it's always comes down to like, "Oh, frailty, thy name is woman," you know? Like, as much as he hates himself he kind of always finds a way to hate women a little bit more 
you know? Yeah. But (laughs) in the beginning of the play, though, I'm just going to try to find the text of it. There are a couple lines, though, where Claudius sort of infers that he thinks Hamlet might be gay. Really? Where? Yeah. I'm going to try to see if I can find... I I found um, the most fuckboy line, by the way, of Hamlet's. Ooh. Like this, I Ooh, absolutely, please. this is the part where I was just like, I hope he gets punched to death by Laertes. He is at <laughs> Ophelia's funeral talking to yep. her brother who knows that, you know, his sister kind of killed herself because this guy dumped her. And he's just like, yep. I loved Ophelia. 40,000 brothers could not, with all their quantity of love, make up my sum. What will that do for her? Like, seriously? You dumped her like, two fight. months ago. And you're just like, but I, I definitely loved her more than her grave. relatives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a fight over their grave. It's like, I loved Ophelia way more than her relatives. By the way, one of them, her dad, I killed. You know, like, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the worst no. ex ever. It's like, no, that no, is not the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's... No, I'm gonna read more of Hamlet taunting Laertes. Does thus come here to whine, to outface me with leaping in her grave? Be buried quick with her, and so will I. Like they're just gonna compete at this point to see who can be buried in her grave. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like Hamlet is very, very convinced that having dumped this girl, killed her family, and driven her to suicide does not mean that anyone else gets to be sadder at that funeral than him. He is deeply offended that somebody in this play might be whinier than he is you know like (laughs) oh oh my god the the fist fight scene I was like is she already in the grave or what's happening I don't I don't quite understand yeah and then, like, yeah, she's in the grave, and Hamlet has come to taunt her brother, and her brother has decked him. Laertes has decked Hamlet at the, this point, and he's like, here you, sir. What is the reason that you used me thus? I loved you ever, but it is no matter. Like, really? You've just, you've come to someone's funeral, taunted their relatives into physical fighting, and you're like, what? I was nice to you. What? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I really like your worst. sister. Shut the door. <laughs> Oh, here we go. It's when Claudius is actually like kind of scolding Hamlet for still like being sad that his dad is dead. Ooh, and he's walking around in mourning clothes. Grief. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, the father that you lost, lost his and the survivor bound in filial obligation for some term to do obsequious sorrow, but to persevere in obstinate condolement is the course of impious sterment. Tis unmanly grief. It shows a will most incorrect to heaven, a heart unfortified, a mind impatient, an understanding simple and unschooled. And it's like, ooh, Buddy, that's really pointed words <laughs> about your your son-in-law showing sadness like two-ish months after his dad died. But like, let's be clear here. We're thinking that this is a you know a reaction to like, please don't be so sad about your dad after I murdered him because we're ten minutes into mm-hmm. the play. Claudius yes. has known Hamlet his whole life. I think yes. he was probably exactly this whiny when his goldfish died. I think, yeah. you know, like he has dealt with Hamlet just being sad and crying and giving speeches about his feelings for 30 years now. 
And he's just like, you know <laughs> what? Like, Suck it I've up. I've had enough to hear with you. Exactly. <laughs> I can foresee like, a future. It's not cool to wear. It's not cool to wear morning clothes to your mom's wedding. <laughs> suck it up. I 100% imagine Hamlet like just Robert Smithing it, like he's wearing like a lace funeral veil. <laughs> You know, like he walks in and like the Bauhaus starts playing on the soundtrack. Like it's not good. good. (laughs) Hamlet, you know, the more I think about how Hamlet would be played and represented on screen now, he would absolutely be represented in the same sort of sad for lack of a better way to phrase it, pissy baby is Kylo Ren. We would be. So the oh, same guy. God, Hamlet was definitely be played by Kylo Ren. Like there's definitely like a strong, sad piss baby Adam Driver element here. Yes. There's no, like, they're the same. Oh my God. They're the same guy. Just, I, they are. I did just watch, like, the, re- <laughs> the last Star Wars for the last time. And every single time, poor Adam Driver, who is a fine actor, came on screen. Yes. I just went, oh, pissy baby. And my husband was like, shut <laughs> up. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that this doesn't turn into like Adam Driver marriage story meme at some point with him just like crying and punching a wall. But no, there's like, (laughs) there's so much. When they tell you that Hamlet has been wearing his black funeral suit, please try to imagine that he is actually in fact mourning his dad, Darth Vader, and is wearing like the full on the Vader helmet. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that's what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the thing is, is like I I really enjoy a lot of Shakespearean comedies, but his 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 dramas clearly not my bag. (laughs) (laughs) I love them. Like I love that all of these characters definitely they have layers upon layers upon layers. I just think that all of Hamlet's layers are like whiny emo crybaby bullshit they really are (laughs) they're just layers from hot topic one on top of another i just think everybody in this play is more interesting than hamlet every single one of them (laughs) to the point that rosencrantz and gildenstern got their own play they got their their own play and it's great way better guys Oh my god. On that wonderful note, we should probably start to wrap it up. Sadie, how can everybody keep in contact with you and your work? Um, you can, although you will regret it, follow me on Twitter. It's uh, S-A-D-Y-D-O-Y-L-E. And I have a newsletter called Dangerous Characters on Substack and I review horror there. Oh my gosh, horror that's wonderful. I didn't know that. I apologize. No. And you will not regret following her, I promise. <laughs> And as always, you can keep in touch with both the show and me by following us on Twitter at fuckboysoflit, that's B-O-I-S, and at Ms. Emily Edwards. We love to hear your feedback, so please leave a review for us wherever you listen, especially if it's the good old Apple iTunes. And please stay safe, friends and neighbors. We need you healthy. I'm Emily Edwards, and have a good one. While you were working through your personal, like, Nine Inch Nails lyrics in your head, 